Night racing is back at Richmond Raceway. This spring, top NASCAR drivers like Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, Bubba Wallace, Ross Chastain, and Virginia's own Denny Hamlin will battle under the bright lights. And this historic track also offers a rocking infield experience with unparalleled access to your favorite drivers and one of the best tailgate scenes around. For a weekend of friends, family, and amazing short track action, head to Richmond Raceway, March 29th through 31st. Get tickets now at richmondraceway.com. This episode is brought to you by Skinny Pop Popcorn. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Oh, so light and crunchy. Skinny Pop Original Popcorn is the snack you've been searching for. Made with just three simple ingredients, popcorn kernels, sunflower oil, and salt. Snacking never felt or tasted so good. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Give yourself permission to snack and pick up Skinny Pop Original Popcorn today. Forever. Who is she really deceiving, Camelot or herself? This week on the podcast, Kirsten White's The Camelot Betrayal. Welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses YA pulp fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And we are discussing... Kirsten White's The Camelot Betrayal, which is book two of the trilogy Camelot Rising. We, listen, I started to say trilogy question mark. I think we know it's like, a trilogy. Yes, it is a trilogy. Guinevere is still torn between Mordred and Arthur. And we got to know if people are team Mordred, team Arthur. Let us know. Let are us you know still team comments. Arthur? <laughs> Are you still Team Arthur, Lindsay? Yes. Okay, I'm still Team Arthur. And I, I have a more specific, um, longer thing to say on this. And here's the thing, and and, and this is what I love about these books, because usually um, in books where they have like Team So-and-So and Team So-and-So, mm-hmm. to me, I'm like, if you are Team the other one, you are insane. But for this, I'm like, if you're Team Arthur, <laughs> I got it. I get it. I, I get totally it. get the Mordred love. Absolutely. Yeah, I, think I get it. even a little more than I did in the first book. Well, because we see his the, the softer side of Sears. Yes, in this exactly. One. The yeah. secrets are out. Mostly. Yeah, secrets are out. And we see that like that like the hints of softness from him are actually like real. <laughs> softer side of Sears. Thank you. I thought it was funny when you said it, but it just keeps getting more funny the more I think about it. I uh, I love that you love that. <laughs> But I think there's also, unless I, I I do wish that Guinevere was a little bit more aware of her effect on people, because I think there's also coming up in the wings a Team Lancelot. And a hundred percent. I feel and, like, well, because we know the story of, of yes. Camelot, it's like, yeah, we I thought it was maybe going to happen in the first book and it didn't. And I was like, mm-hmm. OK, well, probably next book. And then it was still like holding back so hard yes but there were moments where like um (laughs) where she's like man i remember when i first shook hands with lancelot and it felt like home anyway so uh, (laughs) arthur and mordred i'm like girl hello let's examine let's examine because like you you held hands with this person it felt like home and this person like loves you and you love them and like they're always at your side no matter what like to me, it's like maybe Thrupple, Mordred, yes. and and Lancelot. And I think well, that I would... think that they all love different parts of her. 
because she is different parts. Mm-hmm. Because do you know what my theory is? What? I think that Guinevere didn't die. 100%. 100%. I think she, like her, I think she, she got straight emptied out. Yeah, she's emptied out. And then she, the spirit or whatever, like the magic of like, uh-huh. that's the daughter of the Lady of the Lake got put in there. Yep. 100%. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She I, is the magic I'm, of the lake in Guinevere's body. Which is like so, I, I think that's like beautifully heartbreaking that she, yes. it reminds me of um the, uh, fuck, uh, there's this, who wrote the swamp thing? Um, um, let me see here. Um, Alan, Al, um, Alan, Alan, Alan Moore. Um, the the run, Alan Moore run of Swamp Thing, the like very heartbreaking turn. Are you aware of the turn in that? No. So, okay. In the story of the Swamp Thing, mm-hmm. it's like, right, this like doctor scientist guy like falls into this like swamp and like um, wakes up and he's the Swamp Thing. And he like his whole thing is like he's searching for a way to turn himself back into what he was. Mm-hmm. And the twist, I guess, spoiler alerts, if you're like like not wanting to know, skip forward, is that he finds out that he died and his body is gone and his consciousness was like just pieces of the swamp that grew together so he can never go back and be what he was because there's no human in there and it's sad. So it's like that where it's like where that it's like similar where it's like this this part of this person is gone and like Guinevere, the character can never be Guinevere the person because it's literally someone else. And it's sad. That is sad. Did, okay, Guinevoc. What did you think? Did you think that she was, did you think that she was uh, bad? Bad? Or did you think that she was just a girl? I thought that she was just a girl. Me too. I started to think she was a bitchy girl. <laughs> yeah, she, well, she kind of is. She's a princess. <laughs> and then I was so happy when, no, she was just... Guinevere's super sad sister. Dude, so I mean, sad. I feel like Kirsten White does this a lot, which is a good thing, which is like all this person's behavior that's so fucking either like seemingly evil or annoying or bad is like, oh, it's just because like you didn't bother to fucking talk to them and see that like there's a reason why they are that way. And it's usually, you know, based off of lack of self-confidence or like abuse or something where they're acting out and you're just seeing the acting out mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. truly it all made sense that Guinevoc would be so pissed off because she comes there and Guinevere's like mm, I have to go and like ghosts her doesn't even hug her no I thought that was a little I was like Guinevere you have like <laughs> the power of touch if you hold someone's hand you like know what's up and you didn't hug her and like grab her hand i know i know i also wanted to be like i know you're panicked but like take a breath i know i was like you needed like me and Lindsay there to be like guinevere like like us literally in camelot to be like guinevere you need to first you're being really rude she came Mm -hmm. i I don't care if she is a demon in disguise like she came very far to see you like you Mm -hmm. need to at least like entertain her in your like in the hall or something like if only to make sure that nobody is like, well, that was weird. Yeah. Because you were being weird, Guinevere. But she was kind of Jenny, left alone on that. being weird. <laughs> <laughs> she was totally being left alone on that, though, because 
she would be like Gwenevox being weird and Arthur. Okay. It was really frustrating. Yes. When Arthur was like, you're just overreacting. She's nice. I was like, Arthur. That, <laughs> it does suck though. Cause everyone is like, um, I don't know. She seems pretty nice and genuine to me. And then it, is the case that she was nice and genuine. I at know. Least at first, she was just like getting really fed up. And not just mm-hmm. really fed up, but like, okay, if you're not going to help me secure a place here, I'm going to have to go after it with my feminine wiles because I thought that you wanted to help me and I am not going back to our dad. Yes. I was and like, that like, makes and- perfect sense. It didn't even seem that bitchy. It was like, I got to do what I got to do. Yeah, where she's like, I had to prove that I belong here. Like I needed to... She's like, yeah, I you know I was shit. Meanwhile, you're over at the wedding of Dindrain. Oh my god, Dindrain's making wedding, up, making up fables <laughs> <laughs> about Mordred, just so she fighting. looks good to her bitch cousin. Oh my! Meanwhile, god. your sister gets here, and you're like, I don't know her. <laughs> like seriously, you're showing off to these people you don't even fucking know, and I'm your goddamn sister, and you ditch me. Mm-hmm. Didn't even invite me to the fucking wedding. I'm just stuck here at at the castle. Fine, I'm gonna make go and fall in love with me. Yep. Sorry. Sorry. And if I got to flirt with Arthur later just to prove that I'm in the circle, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm not going back to our fucking dad. Also, you know what? I'm actually kind of just going to be being nice to Arthur and he's takes two to tango, but whatever. You're going to see what you're going to see, Guinevere. (laughs) This is a you problem. (laughs) Not tender tender garden. garden. Yes. Tender garden. I'm not trying to steal your man. I'm just being myself. I'm just, I'm just being myself. I don't know what you want. <laughs> I think Guinevoc should be the lead character of this series. Guinevoc is amazing. She's a queen. We stand Guinevoc. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. Oh, we truly... should read the. Oh um, yeah, we've just been talking just before, about like, before we rando. get too out of hand. Uh, here we go. So obviously, this is the second book we covered. The first book, um, the Guinevere Deception, um, and here we are. And here we Take are. it away. Everything is as it should be in Camelot. King Arthur is expanding his kingdom's influence with Queen Guinevere at his side. Yet every night, dreams of darkness and unknowable power plague her. Guinevere might have accepted her role, but she still cannot find a place for herself in all of it. The closer she gets to Brangian, pining for her lost love is sold, Lancelot, fighting to prove her worth as Queen's Knight, and Arthur, everything to everyone and thus never quite enough for Guinevere, the more she realizes how empty she is. She has no sense of who she truly was before she was Guinevere. The more she tries to claim herself as queen, the more she wonders if Mordred was right. She doesn't belong. She never will. When a rescue goes awry and results in the death of something precious. Oh, my God. That made me so uh, sad. Oh, my God. Uh, I couldn't. I, I was couldn't. like. I was so upset. <laughs> a devastated Guinevere returns to Camelot to find the greatest threat yet has arrived. Not in the form of the Dark Queen or an invading army, but in the form of the real Guinevere's younger sister. Is her deception at an end? And who is she really deceiving, Camelot or herself? That's a little bit misleading. It it kind of order moves of things. things around. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, there's no she's clear. there before. Like, Guinevoc is not the overarching threat that that description makes it out to be. She's she's like a, an undercurrent of stress for Guinevere. Right. She is not the main focal point. Yeah. Um, do we want to, since we both started to, or actually, I don't know, real quick, let's give a rundown on book one. Oh, sure. Um, um, like so quick. Okay. Uh, Guinevere, 
not Guinevere. She's a changeling that Merlin trained to send to Camelot to protect King Arthur. They get married. She doesn't know that King Arthur knows she's a changeling, but he does. La la la. She makes friends. She has a maid who's like surly, um, but good. Not as Brangine. Yeah, I was saying Brangine, but I don't know if that's Brangine. right. Brangine. Oh, I think it was yeah, something Brangine? like that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, she makes friends with her, uh, Brandeen has, um, a lost love, Isolde, who was forced to marry King Mark, um, she, her friend is Sir Tristan, so she's taken the story of Tristan and Isolde and turned it into, um, a lesbian love story. Mm-hmm. So, Sir Tristan and Brandeen fled, um... And now they live in Camelot. Now Sir Tristan is a knight of the round table. And what's another thing? Guinevere There's this has patchwork knight that's like defeating mm-hmm. everybody. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Turns out it's Lancelot. Mm-hmm. And Lancelot has been helping these like witch ladies that have been banished. And oh yeah, because magic is banished. Arthur magic drove is it all out with banished from land. And that was Beyond-ish. Merlin's idea. Mm-hmm. Even though he's magic. So Merlin banished himself. Also, we trust Merlin like zero, right? Zero trust. No trust. Evil. Okay. Bad guy. Evil, evil, evil. Worst bad guy. I do think that how this book is going to shake out, though, it's going to depend on how Arthur reacts to this. But I do think that like Merlin represents like the evil of the patriarchy and Arthur represents the people that don't even know they're upholding it. Like mm-hmm. the nice guys that don't realize they're upholding it. I think that's a good analysis, yeah. And I think we're going to, like, in the third book, we're probably going to see Arthur have to kind of come to terms with how much he reveres Merlin and is he going to keep the structure, at the power structure as it is, or is he going to do something different? I also think probably it'll, even though I'm like, Merlin's the bad guy, Kirsten White does something that I love, which is that everything is a moral gray zone. Yes. Nobody is 100% right. Nobody is 100% wrong. Um, Arthur, like, did a lot of good in banishing magic because now his kingdom is a lot safer and controlled. But that's not really fair to magic. No. Um, well, and he also did it because Merlin told him to, and he mm-hmm. believes Merlin. Mm-hmm. And Merlin can see all history he's like dr manhattaning it up all over the place i know in that fucking cave where the Mm -hmm. lady of the lake locked him in there Mm -hmm. um oh yeah and um merlin we know stole something from the lady of the lake guinevere's extra afraid of the lake she like she's very afraid of water oh also knowing what i knew now rereading the first book was interesting because then i caught like little clues Mm -hmm. so there was like there's so there's a moment where Guinevere is like remembering, uh, oops, is remembering um, how she learned not magic. Mm-hmm. And not she's magic like, as in K N O T. Yeah, where she like learns, she like ties these knots in like hair or like wires and like creates protection or or hurts things. It just depends. But she, uh, so uh, someone's like, oh, did who taught you that? And she's like thinking about, how Merlin probably taught it to her by pushing it, pushing knowledge into her mind. And it's Kirsten White's very good at like being vague during this part because she's like, oh, yeah, he like would push 
things into my mind. And then she has this memory or this like warning that's like, don't look anymore. This is enough. Like you mm -hmm. don't need to look more. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, oh, how much of her mind is created by Merlin? Like all of it. <laughs> this reminds me of something. Dang it. What is it? Dang it. I'll keep thinking of it. A character okay. who like is one thing, but then gets totally rewritten and becomes their own character. Because then they're only, they only consist of their experiences after that, not their experiences before. Mm. Kind of like Last Unicorn, but that isn't what I was thinking of. Um, is it a book or is it a movie? Might be a movie. I'll keep thinking about it. Okay. Um, I don't want to get too hung up on that the way I usually do. <laughs> um, yeah, so that totally, and we, we knew it. We knew what Guinevere was, that she's either the magic of the lake or the lady of the lake's daughter. Mm -hmm. um, Although you had an interesting theory about her being the sword because the sword feels like a void to her. I think that. Oh, yeah. My is... theory was like maybe she's I think she's like the magic of the lake mm -hmm. and that magic created the sword. Well, also like, OK, yeah. is this crazy or the lady of the lake is I have a question about that. Mm -hmm. the lady of the lake was she in the lake that's around camelot yeah or that's the lake that they have to keep crossing over okay and that and it's like totally void of magic it's totally void of like life well where is the lady of the lake then where is she is um, she just running around merlin like locked her up in a cave or i thought she she locked merlin up in a cave I think at the end he locks herself he locks himself up with her with in her? the cave that he had like banished her to. Are you talking about the end of book one? Because mm -hmm. from my memory, she collapsed, she leaves the cave mm -hmm. and on her way out, she collapses it on him and he's stuck in the cave. Maybe. Then yeah, where is that bitch? I don't know. She might just be able to go in and out because she's water, you know? But where is she? Yeah, I don't know. Since water is all powerful. Yeah. Um, but for of sure. course, I know this because my mother's washing machine broke and ruined her apartment uh, and the walls and the apartment below her because water can go wherever it wants. Yeah. Yeah. Tens of thousands of dollars. So it's going to cost to fix it. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, it's a it's still a little unclear, but we definitely knew she was like related to lake and water magic. Yes. Um, um, and so now it seems because it was talked about. It's like every time you push something into somebody's brain, it something else gets lost. Mm -hmm. And so Merlin totally just wiped Guinevere, wiped that slate clean, and then yeah, pushed like a bunch he did of to knowledge in her head that she needed, but like not even a, couldn't he have just like left in there like how to behave in court? <laughs> yeah. Also, he so he yeah he so do you think that he. Rather than Guinevere died and then he did something with her body, mm -hmm. he pushed into her mind like she pushed into yes. King Mark's mind. Yeah. Oh I think he God. wiped that slate clean and that she truly is Guinevere. Yeah. But I then think so what too. was the name that she put into the flame that now she can't remember her true name? Oh, shit. What is that? I mean, maybe. Oh, it's, well, it's probably it's probably whatever like, the lady of the, the magic lady name the was. The lake yeah. thing. Because she is now both. Yeah. 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Most of you listening right now are probably multitasking. Yep, while you're listening to me talk, you're probably also driving, cleaning, exercising, or maybe even grocery shopping. But if you're not in some kind of moving vehicle, there's something else you can be doing right now. Getting an auto quote from Progressive Insurance. It's easy, and you could save money by doing it right from your phone. Drivers who save by switching to Progressive save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Discounts for having multiple vehicles on your policy, being a homeowner, and more. So just like your favorite podcast, Progressive will be with you 24-7, 365 days a year, so you're protected no matter what. Multitask right now. Quote your car insurance at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Uh, so the whole time she's like, wow. Uh, Everybody loves Arthur. Arthur loves everybody. Uh, and Mordred has, has a great line about Arthur where he's like, um, when he his attention is on you, it feels like the sun. And that just means that it's that much colder when he's not looking at you. And she feels that because he will always put Camelot first. We learn Which this Which makes him a good king. It does. He's a good king. Mm-hmm. And we learn this most specifically when she, oh, and also this entire time she's been having like spicy, spicy time, like touching <laughs> fingers with Mordred. Like, yeah, who's like Arthur's sly, handsome trickster nephew. Yeah. And he's like also older than him because the family tree is all fucked up. And oh, also we learn that Merlin is like legit evil because he, he is, he, oh, he helps rape Arthur's mom by, by disguising Arthur's father, Uther Pendragon, as Egraine's lover. And so he impregnates her. And then they find out that it was not her husband. And uh, Arthur is born. Arthur is born a result of rape. Mm-hmm. So Consent rape. Merlin's evil. Um, glamour rape. Yeah, glamour. Uh, We've talked like of- fake identity. Mm-hmm. So... Oh, but, but so there's all this spicy stuff happening with her and Mordred. Like, you know, she's like, uh, Arthur feels like the sun, but like Mordred feels like lightning, you know? Mm-hmm. And Mordred like loves her passionately. Yes. Arthur loves her like a fucking chaste knight. Yes. He's very like a Templar kind of. Mm-hmm. So then she gets kidnapped at this thing and gets taken by like, this evil Maliagant guy who's like another king that, oh my God. And then this is where we learn about Arthur like has like had a baby previously, which I was like, how old were you? With Maligant's sister, Elaine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and they both die in childbirth. They both die in childbirth, uh, Elaine and the child. But um, before that, Maligant was supposed to be killed for something that he did but then she was like can you please show mercy so he banished him big mistake dude Mm -hmm. comes back he's like i'm gonna take over camelot steals guinevere he's like does he love you and she's like "Uh, i don't know and then he's like uh he's like would he give over camelot for you and she's like no hate to say it no (laughs) he would not and uh she gets saved by lancelot and at this time, it's already been revealed that Lancelot is a woman. Uh, Lancelot saves her. Uh, 
And she's like, oh, when did Arthur tell you to come get me? And Lancelot's like, I can't answer that right now. And she's like, where's Arthur? Is he going to meet us? And she's like, okay, I hate to say this to you, but like Arthur did not send me. Uh, Mordred sent me. Oh, Mordred. Yeah, Mordred sent me. And she's like, what? Confusion. And (laughs) then Mordred's there and they're all fighting um, off Malagant. Malagant. And Guinevere is like, I'm going to commune with these trees. Oh, no, they're out of control. I love killing people. I'm going to kill the shit out of these guys. <laughs> Kills the shit out of them. And then um, what's his name? Uh, Mordred is like, this is great. You're magic. So am I. I'm part fairy. The green fairy is my dad. Uh, the green knight is my dad. You sh- you're like better than this. And also, I mean, I can't help but kind of be on the dark queen's side, especially through book two. Mm-hmm. I mean, not you know, not in her methods, but in her reasoning. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, why don't we just wake up this dark queen? Arthur, like, hacked her to pieces. Yeah. Unmade her with that evil sword, which actually is, in the myth, very good sword, mm-hmm. Excalibur. So then Arthur shows up, and Mordred's like, be on my side. And she's like, no. And then uh, he, like, <sighs> com- Commands a tree or something to like put its. Yeah, he uses, he then uses tree magic and the trees like hold her still while sucking her dry of magic. And that's how the Dark Queen. Yeah, the Dark Queen res- awakens. Resurrected. Because she yeah. was like in the earth or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was unmade. And so she was just kind of like separate little pieces that were just like throughout nature. It's like very Voldemort. Very Voldemort. And then. Oh, and then Lancelot. Not in a copying is, way, but. No, 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 no. Just like to explain the concept. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and then so Lancelot is like fighting Mordred and she's like, you have to, you know, I need to protect my queen. Mordred defeats Lancelot. Lancelot's laying on the ground. Mordred's like, OK, we need to get Lancelot out of the way because the queen might just kill her in the yeah, fray. Like, these trees are going to murder this bitch. So he does spare, like he protects Lancelot, which is something that this encounter like haunts Lancelot. <laughs> this Mordred's only goal is to allow magic to return. Yes. He doesn't want to hurt anyone. He doesn't want anyone to die. He's just going to do what he's got to do to bring magic back. Yeah. And he even like later on, we learn in, in the second book that he's like, I'm not on the Dark Queen's side. I just knew we had to bring her back so we could have magic back. It's just me and my mom. We're chilling. We're doing our thing. The story that you learn in history is kind of it's written by the victor, so just keep that in your heart. <laughs> um, and then Arthur shows up and he's like, "Unhand my queen!" and gets out Excalibur. It's like making her feel all sick, and Mordred's like holding her in front of him, and he's like, "If you want to get me, you're gonna have to kill Guinevere because she's gonna get hurt by that sword." And then. She's like, I'll go with Mordred. And then so they go on a horse off together and then she stabs him and then he runs away. He falls off a horse. She takes the horse back to to Arthur and Arthur's like, yay, we're back together and everything's perfect, right? And she's like, but my mind is full of drama. <laughs> and then that's the end of the book. Mm-hmm. So then we start with her like not having seen Mordred yep. for but a while. Thinking about him constantly. Thinking about him constantly. Guinevere has three thoughts. Mm-hmm. And three thoughts only at any given time. And all at the same time. Mm-hmm. I love Arthur. Mm-hmm. Why aren't we boning? Mm-hmm. I don't like getting left behind. Mm-hmm. Okay, four thoughts. Um, 
oh my God, we have to worry about the Dark Queen. Mm-hmm. And I love Mordred. It's complicated. No, but then, okay, five so dots. And then someone's got to get rid of Gwenevoc. Yeah. Then <laughs> what is this bitch up yeah. to? Oh, and then the sixth one <laughs> is is whenever like she's had all of these thoughts. After she has those five thoughts, then we get to um, number six, which is, you know what? We can defeat anything together. Yeah. I mean, they're all very valid thoughts. And I think I would be thinking them as well if I were... Oh my God, the way she clings to like every tiny morsel of affection from Arthur. I'm like, girl, it's, I've been there. I get it. I get it. But when he like kisses her once and she's like, wow, that'll keep me going for weeks. I'm like, what? (laughs) It's like that joke on crazy ex-girlfriend love crumbs. Oh yeah. (laughs) There's a number called love crumbs. Um, Yep. Mm -hmm. I, it's so tough. Because, okay, so I um, I was watching The Crown, mm-hmm. this season of The Crown, and my sister, my mom, and I were going nuts because we were like, oh my God, is this season of The Crown making me fucking sympathize with Charles? <laughs> <laughs> Do I understand where Charles and the Queen are coming from? Like, Diana's driving me insane. Mm. It's like, I understand you were only 19. There's a lot of psychological pressure. You were not ready for this. But if you agree to marry a royal, and I think it of everybody else on the show too, it's not just Diana. And it's like every single story where somebody marries a royal and then they're like, wow, I get left alone like kind of a lot. And there are like a lot of rules. And I don't understand why we can't just be passionately in love. And it's like, girl, you married... Yeah. A king. He can't be there for you all the time. Yeah. You need to make your peace with that. Is it comfortable? No. But that you just like step up. It's your job too. Be queen. You have a job now. That's your job. Yeah. I mean, I think the it's problem I mean valid the, a job is his. The reason why I what's it called? I sympathize more with Guinevere is that she was like literally shipped there by Merlin to like like fulfill one role and so she doesn't really have a choice and it's kind of like man this sucks like he's always leaving me behind and and i think right like from the minute she meets him she's like i would die for him so mm-hmm. we know that that's fucking implanted in her by merlin but it also seems to be everybody's reaction yeah to everyone Arthur. is very charmed by him like because he's so charismatic Arthur is so very kind. chosen one yes and I always I, I like that we're following the story of like the people that surround the chosen one, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I feel for her because she's like, she's like, man, I have no choice but to make you my world, and like, you cannot make me your world. I a hundred percent feel for Guinevere. I'm like, girl, oh. it just so happens that I read this book after watching all of The Crown. Well, at the same time, though, it is like, but I don't know, and Guinevere, what, make the best of it. driving me nuts? Yes. It's like, okay, but this is the life you're in. Yeah. Um, adapt. Yeah. What was driving me nuts isn't her feeling of, like, lack or that feeling of I love you and I know you love me, but I want to be loved in a different way. Mm-hmm. 
it was that she was going, well, what's my purpose? It's like, you have a purpose. It's to be mm-hmm. queen and be awesome at it. That's your purpose. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, you rule I th- a whole rule a yeah. whole ass kingdom. That's pretty badass. I think that her, I think it's, it, and it's one of those things where she's, she's going to get there. Mm-hmm. She is. But in this moment, she's like, well, Merlin told me I'm this. And Arthur told me I'm this. And like, this person needs me to be, and you know, Mordred's telling me I'm this. But it's like a major identity crisis. You are what you want to be, Gwen. But I think write your own story. I think if Brangian was like more emotionally available during this book, she isn't because she's got her own shit to deal with. Mm -hmm. I think she would have been like, I need you to stop complaining about this because you have a kingdom to rule. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, she was not getting good counsel. She was getting zero counsel in this book. Yes. Except for Lancelot. And all Lancelot ever had to say was like, I will protect you. I seriously, my heart was breaking for Lancelot. It's so obvious. Because that also she on, loves her. She's so in love with her. And Guinevere is so like, I'm glad that she came to the conclusion when she did, but I don't know if what she, if her behavior in response helped Lancelot because mm-hmm. she's like, oh wow, like Lancelot is so outside of the group of knights like they don't accept her and that's because i'm setting an example i'm treating her better i'm bringing her with me all the time mm-hmm. i'm I, i'm separating her and putting her on a different um like different rules of behavior mm-hmm. and but then her reaction which i mean she is young she is mm-hmm. learning she, she's literally mm-hmm. like a baby in her brain mm-hmm. um she's got baby she's, brain <laughs> she's so reactionary she's like well then i'll just stop doing that but then poor Lancelot's like, did I do something to you? Like, why are you just ignoring me now? Yeah, that made no sense. It should also I was be like, like poor right, let's have a talk. I will behave mm-hmm. this way. And then it, I but understand she was just reacting. that like, they, totally, totally. But I don't think, one, I think that she should have had a talk with her. Two, oh, of course she, she should have gone back to the way that they were before. I know. I know that you want a friend and it's like, Brangian, she's got Isold back now and needs to take care of Isold because Isold just lived through like a year of an abusive husband, like grossly abusive. Yes. It's not gone into, but you know what's up. And Tristan has never been a close friend. Right, right. Um, who else you got going? That's it. Arthur, well, we she know, mistakenly, get, oh, <laughs> mistakenly, she's like, oh, Anna. I'm going to talk to Anna. I was like, Guinevere. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, oh, oh my right, God. my sister's here. <laughs> Maybe I should talk to my sister. Like, she never even considers that no. it might actually just be like an innocuous Well, also, she's like, she's like, oh, I know who I'll talk to. The sister who I don't trust's maid? Yeah, I that was, was like, really weird. I was like, Guinevere, I know you feel really drawn to her. And it's probably because of magic, but that's like, what I was about to say. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, like, I just feel like if Kelly and Lindsay were in Camelot, we would be like, mm-hmm. Guinevere, Guinevere, stop talking. Why are you talking lady? to her more than anyone? <laughs> I'm going to have to assume magic. Yeah. Well, it is. I'm going to sure. have to assume magic because otherwise this behavior is not okay. Yeah. Is this a fucking witch? Is she a sorceress? Because, like, why are you talking to her in a f- secret? N- in a secret rooftop mm-hmm. don't have secret rooftop conversations with people's maids who's who you don't, they've only known her for three months you don't know her you don't know and her. guess what she's you fucking morgan lefay even you less dumbass. than your sister 
Ugh. You can't I mean, get this she, woman's background. She is. Listen, she's really desperate, which I think I'm so angry because if I were her, I'd be doing the same. But I'm like, I just I want to like, you know, I feel for Guinevere. I'm like, girl, you need to not be speaking with this Anna woman. Mm-hmm. She's just not learning. She's not learning from past experiences. I think it's I think really that's interesting. Why I'm yes. I, I and and we all do it. So mm-hmm. it's And that's not a writing critique. That's a no, 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 I no. want my friend Guinevere to step it up. <laughs> yes, yes. I also um I liked how even though she like had n- known nobody uh in the first book and then in this book she's like surrounded by all these new people that she knows that are her like quote found family. She's still like more alone in this book than she was because she feels like everything she does is wrong because mm-hmm. we are going to talk about the awful. I I did not give two fucks about her wiping King Mark's brain. Oh my clean, God, dude. And well, then also, setting his castle on fire to save Isolde. No, because he was- The other, however. He was evil. Because, okay, wait, let's first talk about the King Mark thing because- this is the other part of, um, I think we're just more jaded than Arthur. Um, mm-hmm. But when Arthur finds out about it at first, he's like, how could you have done that? I was like, Arthur, I know that you will come around <laughs> when you go and like take a walk around the castle and like come back. But like right now, like it's fine. It's fine. It's mm-hmm. fine that she did that to King Mark. It's mm-hmm. fine. Because he's very bad. He was literally trying to strangle her. You did not need him as an ally. And no. I did at least appreciate that it was like, oh, he did this to you? Good, I'm glad he's done. Yeah, and if honestly- memory serves, that might be a little off. I'm not sure. Uh, I, well, he he just, he at first is like, Guinevere, how could you do that? You like, you shouldn't have done that, blah, blah, blah. And then he like goes for a walk. <laughs> and then he comes back and he's like, okay, I do see that I reacted strongly. Um, <laughs> I- I do. I actually, it's fine. Like, we'll just figure it out. Whereas I felt like my reaction was just like, I felt no, like, I was just like, okay, well, he had to die. My feeling was, why wasn't this the plan to begin with? Oh, just go in and brain (laughs) wipe him? Burn it down. I mean, she didn't know that she could brain wipe until her life was threatened. Yeah. So I'm not holding that against her for not being part of the plan. But it was Mm -mm. like... Why on earth did they not put it together that if there's a witch trial, there's going to be a burning? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you guys, it's a witch trial. That body is not going to be entombed. That body will be set on fire. It was true. Yes. I because was actually plan like- was to give Isold a fake like Romeo and Juliet style potion to make her seem dead so that they would entomb Isold and they could go pick her up in secret. Which I think Romeo and Juliet is the story of Tristan and Isolde. If if I'm oh, yeah, I if think I'm you're think, right. Yeah, if I'm remembering correctly. So I did like that they were like, "This is our plan." It's not. This is not going to work because <laughs> there's a fire. Yeah, because there's going to be fire. Um. So yeah, I I felt absolutely nothing. Yeah, and I felt nothing when she, the plan was to attack all of the all of Hilds brothers which r.i.p hild i was really sad about hild as well <sighs> i loved hild so much me too me too and hild she was just was trying just like, to yes she was trying to help her family she i know 
she should have known that they wouldn't be on the up and up, but we all make mistakes. Yeah. Um, Hild is this like random um, Saxon woman, a Saxon woman who doesn't speak English perfectly, but like certainly passable. Uh, they're all able to communicate, but she's like very blunt and funny because of it. And she's also like very horny for Tristan. So horny. And it's very funny. And Tristan <laughs> is so like, <laughs> like doesn't know what to do. With it. Yeah. He's like, look, I just want to like hang out and help my friends and fight. <laughs> I never signed up. For <laughs> but they go to her because she's got a boat and she's going to take them from their little journey to go to Dindrain's wedding. Instead, they're going to go save Eastold because they find out that she's her husband is going to try her as a witch because she hasn't given birth to any heirs. Mm-hmm. Um, So convenient. What a convenient way. And Hild takes them there. And then afterwards, she's like, by the way, I totally know that you're with King Arthur. Um, it's so obvious. I'm not taking you back unless we go pick up my brothers and you like employ them as knights or soldiers or workers. Yeah. And she's like this. Also, she's like, uh, they're a little rough around the edges, um, but like maybe this will be <laughs> a way for me to. And she kind of hints. She's like, I was not supposed to be driving the boat. So like we're going to moor the boat away and we'll walk there because like so you're, it's kind of indicated that they're not the most progressive people. Like it's not going to go smoothly. Mm-mm. It does not, in fact, go smoothly at all. No. I, so they get there. The brothers are immediately like, no, thank you. Instead, we're just going to hold Guinevere ransom. And there's one brother who like, it's hinted that like, if Hild had gotten the brother alone, he would have been amenable to it. But this like Mm -hmm. other mean guy was there. Versus Ram. Ram Ram is the bad brother. Yeah. Um, Kind of lost my place. So I was like, yeah, kill all of them. Mm Mm-hmm. However, uh, take Hild away. Yeah, take Hild away. Back to Camelot. Make her another fucking lady's maid or make her a sailor. Mm-hmm. She'll help you guys build mm-hmm. a navy. Instead, Guinevere having the dragon, which we didn't remind you of. There was a dragon. It got injured in the first book. She let it go to live like a final year of life. And then, because all the dragon just wanted to die. The dragon just wanted to retire into the earth. And he wanted Guinevere to come with him. This is all through telepathy when she touches him, by the way. And she had to refuse him. His mate was killed. And so he's like very lonely. His whole family was killed. He's like the last. Yeah. Mm. His whole family was killed (sighs) one by one. So he's the last. And he's just like, I just want to die. And he also communicates to her, like, we're the same. We're the last of our thing. Mm-hmm. And we have no one else. And it's it's long past time for us to rest, which is like, hint, hint, Guinevere's body, hint, hint, all that, mm-hmm. whatever. And she's like, I'm not like you. And he's like, whatever. I'm giving you this tooth. Thank you for letting me live. The tooth is like, we're connected. It's like a I'm homing gone. beacon. Yeah. So she uses the tooth. To call on the dragon. The dragon comes thinking, oh, Guinevere wants to die with me and I won't be alone. Mm-hmm. Hooray. It's time. It's time. No. Instead, dragon comes in to find a bunch of men with spears. One of the men spears the dragon, 
He gets injured. He like sets things on fire in defense, which is what she brought him there for. She runs. She encounters the dragon. She's like, oh, I didn't even consider that this was going to be dangerous for the dragon and that the dragon might not want to do this. And the dragon is like, I don't know what happened. I came here because you called me. You texted. (laughs) You didn't tell me what I was coming here for. Now I've been stabbed. Can we please just die together now? Because that's why I thought you were texting. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, it's not why I was texting. And the dragon is like the saddest creature on earth. He's like, I'm just going to go and fucking die now. I've had it. I'm going to go limp into the woods and you're going to think about me a lot and not really know if I'm dead or not until you're, later in the book. You're not going to stick with me and make sure I'm well. You're just going to no. feel bad and assume that's as bad as it's going to get, stupidly. Mm-hmm. You fucking idiot. You stupid little idiot. Mm-hmm. No, instead, the men hunt the dragon down and kill the dragon, which she and finds guess out who at the dies end of the in the book. fray. Fucking hilled. It's and a it's tough like, lesson for her to learn. It's a really, really tough lesson for her. Lesson. And my complaint is, again, not with the writing. My complaint is that I'm upset and I didn't want the dragon to die. I know. And which it was is a different great, it from was, a criticism. It's just me being upset, which was the author's intention. Yes. And it was such a really um and those are the lessons that we never forget, right? Those mm-hmm. ones that you're just like, I really My, hurt somebody. Yeah. I the, really fucking hurt somebody. Somebody else is a if you're a good empathetic person, is a pain that never goes away. Yeah. And as all of us would throughout the book, like right before Guinevere falls asleep, she's like, fuck that dragon. I really hurt that dragon. I really, really, really hurt that dragon. And then we find out um, from, because uh, Hild's brother survives, mm. comes to the castle and tries to kill Gwenevoc because he's like, my sister killed- died because of you. Yeah. So now your sister's going to die because of you. And she's like, wait, Hild is dead. And he's like, yeah. He's like, she died even though I killed that dragon. And she's like, you killed the dragon? And he, and there's like a part where she's like, the dragon was supposed to have this death that was just it resting and going to sleep. And instead it had one of violence. And I cannot take that back. I used the dragon. Like that lesson of empathy. Mm. Because I don't think we ever really have Guinevere fully, fully, like she sympathizes with people before this. She is kind, but fully understanding that Everybody, everything you encounter is its own full thing and full world. It's not just the interactions that you have with it. And so, and this is uh, another case in which, like, I am Team Arthur. (laughs) Team Arthur, holler at me (laughs) because I feel like I might be kind of alone or at least outnumbered. No, I think there's a lot of team Because I get it. Mordred is sexy and excited, and he, like, dream kisses her all the time. He does dream kiss her a lot. And he would have been, like, really pro-dragon in this situation. Like, Arthur does nothing but that. Arthur constantly thinks of how his actions are going to affect the people in Camelot. And sometimes he knows full well they're going to hurt people. But he is always choosing so carefully and so deliberately. And so in that regard, I think Jenny's got a bit to learn. Well, and she also, does learn it. Also, okay, this is the other part too of 
uh, I think that Arthur is also learning because like when he first finds out about it, cause she's like the dragon and he's like, what about it? Like, I didn't know they true had feelings. feelings. I never thought and, of a dragon's feelings before. Yeah. And she's like, they do. <laughs> <laughs> I know because I, when I touch them, I have touch magic. And he's like, mm, and I don't have touch magic. So that didn't occur to me. Thank you mm -hmm. for this lesson. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. He is very great. Like, even if it takes him a little bit of a like power walk around the castle, he does come around and he does learn. Mm -hmm. Um, I stand a man who can have a conversation and grow from it. I don't know mm -hmm. what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. So I will it's a say good lesson to learn. It's just so upsetting that that was the dragon's end because I felt like already such bittersweet feelings about how it ended for the dragon in I know. one of your deceptions. So now that this is truly the dragon's end, it just hurts me. But we know because we know it's it's Kirsten White who has these characters who, like I'm thinking of Lada, I'm thinking of Elizabeth Frankenstein, where mm -hmm. it's like they, they're so beautifully flawed and they'll like do these things where you're just like, no, and then they learn it too, and they're like, no. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's it's it, it was very. I was very 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 sad for that dragon. I have um, a baby rant to go on. Okay, that's connected to this, which is okay. I was reading some reviews on Goodreads of Guinevere Deception, mm -hmm. and people were complaining that the book wasn't truly feminist because Guinevere wasn't constantly badass. And that is not what? feminism. I'm sorry. That is not feminism. You got to go. To say that all women, like you can only be a feminist if you're doing everything perfectly all the time and you need no one's help ever and you are never doubting your actions and you are ne you never, you're just constantly awesome. That's Laura Croft Tomb Raider. That's that Mary is not Sue, baby. Feminism. Feminism is equality and recognizing that women can be flawed too. It is mm -hmm. equality under the law. It is not perfection badass in stories. So people need to accept a moral gray area. People need to accept a character who doesn't always make the right choices because women should not be placed on a pedestal. That is in itself sexism. Yeah. That's my baby rant. So people on Goodreads, reread the book because that's not, it's not feminist. To call this not feminist. Yeah. No, no, no. The, like, all this stuff makes her relatable. Otherwise, yeah. she'd be a Mary Sue. Like, Even if while she was I'm fucking... mad at her for it. Yeah. It's I... a better story for it. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm, and, and during times where she's making a choice that, like, I as a reader, not she, uh, Kirsten White, but she, Guinevere, where she's making a choice that I as a reader am like, oh, Guinevere, don't do that. It's, the fact that I feel so viscerally means that this is a fleshed out character that like don't don't it's you really want stupid. your characters have depth? Yes. Yeah, it's really stupid to think that somebody has Tumblr. to do every because that's a fucking guy attitude in an action hero movie. That's what guys require from action heroes to be yeah. constantly badass, to be flying solo. And there's a place for that, but it doesn't have to be every place well and also like sometimes when i see that too if a person is like constantly bad like 
like just always badass and always knowing what they're doing. A lot of times that character, I'll be watching it and I'm like, okay, psycho. Like why are, <laughs> yes. like you have absolutely no emotional depth. Yeah, you're Hello? listening to no one. You never need anyone. That's not a character. That's a video game. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, have you so, watched The Boys yeah. yet? No, I haven't. It's very good. Yeah, I see good things being said. Um, but yeah, it's... So anyway, that's my don't just because it isn't constant girl power, that doesn't mean it's not a strong female character. Um, girl power is the nineties, thank you. Mm-hmm. Like we don't need it now. And it was <laughs> fake feminism. It was Riot it Girl, was... real. Girl power, <laughs> not real. Girl power was marketing. Yeah, girl power was marketing. Um so it, yeah. Uh oh, so I, I agree. I agree that. And that's why I don't judge Team Arthur, you know? Thank you. I'm like, I get it. Because there were times where I was like, fuck, just kiss her. Because that was the other. Okay. This was the thing where I was like, if Guinevere was my friend, I would be <laughs> like, okay, girl. Like, I know, 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 I know. Only when everybody's ready. Of course. Of course. But. <laughs> however. I just think you need to have a talk with your husband about like <laughs> what the expectations are because he's giving you like one kiss every two weeks mm-hmm. and being like, this is great. And you being like, what? <laughs> <laughs> she constantly, the fact, yes, again, so we're in Camelot. It's me, you, it's Jenny. We're sitting around. Yes. We're having some tea or whatnot. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Jen. Yeah, how was everything? Oh, and then she tells us that story. <laughs> Here's my response. Jens, mm. you're not, you keep telling him what you need, but you're not telling him the full story. You keep no. implying that people are judging you for not having a child yet. And he hears that as like, I need reassurance that that's okay that we're not mm-hmm. having a child yet. He's mm-hmm. not hearing it as, I love you and I want a bone. Mm-hmm. He needs to hear, I love you and I want a bone. Yeah. You need yeah. to be fully upfront with him about your feelings if you want anything to change. Because also, and unfortunately, I think everyone is just so busy that no one is telling her, like, you don't have to be the cool girl right now. Because like when he's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. all right, um, I'm just going to like lay next to you for sleep and uh, that's going to be what it is. And I'm going to leave now for weeks. Mm-hmm. And you're like, great. Like, you don't have to say great. You, you're allowed to feel yeah. how you feel. Like he has his he has his his duties for sure. But Jenny, you can you can say like, yes, I don't like this. You can say that or what you can say if you want to be true, cool girl, because mm-hmm. there are true, cool girls. Here's how to be a true cougar. Girl. Mm? True, true cougar. cougar. Here's how to be true to be cougar. a Here's how to be cougar. Say, okay, I understand. I'm not happy about it mm-hmm. because I love and miss you, and will miss you. But mm-hmm. I totally understand. But when you get back, I want quality time. Yeah. Or you should, okay. So here's how to be a a, a, a cougar. Cougar. Trugal. Trugal. You're like. Okay, yeah, I would never ask you to make a decision like that. Your country is what matters to you. But I will remember. <laughs> and I will keep it in my heart. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm not saying I'm stoking the fire. I'm not saying that I'm letting it fester. I'm just letting you know that that's what happens. So my behavior when you return, I am not, I'm not going to be beholden to what happens there Mm -hmm. because it's out of control. Like, I totally get that. You have citizens who Mm -hmm. need you. You need to go make peace treaties with other lords so that they don't team up and wage war on you, which is what's going to happen at the end of the book. But I need you to know that every time I say I want to bone and you say I have to go meet up with some Saxons, Mm -hmm. that's one more brick in my heart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In the little wall that you're building. Mm-hmm. I'm not building that wall. Mm-mm. And you need to know that you're building that wall. And so you will have to deal with the consequences of that wall. That that wall, you will have to interact with it. So just Honestly, know that. So Arthur, I need, when you get back, I need you to come with a fucking trowel. <laughs> and I need you to pick away at that cement and knock some bricks down. Mm-hmm. I mean, Arthur, you have... You have banished magic from Camelot, but you have also banished any touchies from my Vajuan. Here, you you have banished magic from Camelot. What you have not considered is that my vagina is magic (laughs) and that you have also banished that. You've banished the magic of me. Of me. And also, by the way, the the lake may be empty. (laughs) <laughs> wait hold on i'm trying to do something with like the lake and like wet ass pussy <laughs> i think you just say that i think you might have just done it Here, what you need to understand is that maybe i'm mm-hmm. afraid of water because i'm mm-hmm. so dry yeah <laughs> i you know what i never realized that the lady that the water was in my vagina the whole time because I'm just fucking blue balled over here. I've just been so <laughs> separated from moisture <laughs> that I fear it. I fear what I don't know is what I'm saying. And what yeah. I don't know is what it's like to be turned on by you. Yeah, because honestly, I am. I have been honestly the entire... What you've been doing to me is emotional edging. I have been <laughs> fucking so. on the edge for two weeks while you've been off doing... And that's just... I, that's not your responsibility, I know. I'm just telling you how how I am. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you how it is for me, and how it is is how it must be dealt with. Mm-hmm. That's the reality. So he literally is like he will like literally like the the I want to say like the final three kisses with him in the book before the big you know before the climax. <laughs> <laughs> Um, before that yeah before that are like story climax there is no yeah no there's no climax in this book no no but he's like it's like almost like i want to be like jenny i'm glad that like what gets you off gets you off but like he's literally like the first kiss is like chaste and she's like yay and i was like okay (laughs) and then the second one is like more like 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 muted desire but he also explains to her that he's like freaked out because he doesn't want to impregnate her because because he thinks about how his mom died in childbirth and then also how he uh has a child um possibly Mm -hmm. 
So to me, how old? Because I guess she wasn't there that long. But to me, it's like very like the timeline to me. He had to be pretty young, right? Yeah, he would like I don't remember how long it was said before between Elaine and his son dying and marrying Guinevere was. Yeah, it might have been like a year. And so he could have been like 13. Yeah, even. but this was like the but fucking Camelot time. time. So, yeah. It's old times. People became adults at age eight. It's true. Um, I love when people uh, use that to justify dating high school girls. <laughs> <laughs> girls are so mature nowadays. Mm-hmm. Girls are so mature nowadays. Um, But yeah, he... Uh, so he's like, I'm, you know, I, I don't want to rush things. And so she does feel like, cause she can, she has her touch magic. So when he kisses her, she does feel like his love that, for her. Yeah. He has love for her, but it's not that like very, you know, ba- barely unbridled desire that she feels with in her dream kisses with mm-hmm. Mordred. I did like in the interactions with Mordred, cause then she does interact with him in real life and she finds out he's been like helping this group of um that group of witches from the first book that were banished um to try and like relocate to a safe place so he's like and he's also trying to uh cure these wolves oh my god the wolves um from like dark queen madness um and so he's like trying to give them this special milk or something but Guinevere accidentally kills them all because she's <laughs> As trying to protect she keeps herself. Doing throughout the entire book because she is not taking the time to hone her magic. That's she needs driving to do a training nuts. montage. That's driving me nuts. Hone your magic, girl. Yeah. So that you so that it just doesn't keep happening. You can't just stick with not magic. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm like also I'm like, girl, like I know it's all very stressful because you've got the sister thing and you've got like the dark queen is around, but just like take like five days. And like go for yourself. Yeah. Go into like the woods or like a, a basement. I don't know, like a place where people can't really see you. And like rent maybe, like a rec room? Yeah, like go to go to the Freemasons thing on Fountain. And then <laughs> meet like maybe Mordred can help you because I feel like he like is experienced with magic as Mordred well. Mordred very much hones his magic. <laughs> Um, but I liked that. So she's had all these dreams about him where they're just like making out in fields. And then she is injured and he finds her at one point and she's like, oh, this isn't like a dream. And he's like, what? <laughs> she's like, why aren't you kissing? She's like practically drunk. Yeah. Why are you kissing me right now? Like in the other dream? This is boring. <laughs> I know. And he's like, oh, what? what? But I liked that he was like, I'm not going to kiss you now, but I will the next time you ask me, which is very good of him because she was head drunk yeah but i also did like that he was kind of like wait like what happened like what happened so what about this dream uh and she's like and then when she does remember it she's like oh my god (laughs) what did i say to him (laughs) it's very funny (laughs) it would have been more funny if that wasn't happening um at the same time as the dragon being fucking murdered yeah the dragon being murdered was so i would have been having a better time in that scene because a little bit in the back of my head i was like okay but what's up with the dragon right now i know i was so sad about the dragon um and then uh oh so then she uh 
oh, right. So, oh my God. So then Arthur is like, I'm ready, Guinevere. If you're re- if you want to have me, I'm yours. Like, I'm ready to start this relish. And she's like, oh my God. And he's like, I'm not gonna make you decide now because it's like too much pressure. I'm gonna let you th- sleep on it. I wanted to read the passage of him saying that because a very interesting thing happened to me when I read it, which is that I started crying. <laughs> what? I started crying. Are and you I was cry like, reading it? oh, I wonder if this comes from like extreme sexual trauma over the course of my life, maybe. Yeah. Well, because um, I have never had a guy uh, in my like teen years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm very lucky that I have Micah in my life. But before him, I don't think I ever had any guy respect me that much. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Same with Mike. And especially like him being so young, you know, like, like I just feel like. He's like 16 or 17. And he's this. He's this. Woke. Wise. <laughs> I mean, Arthur is the consent king. He is. He is. So here's okay, okay, okay. what he Read said. It. Are you going to cry reading it? I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> but I guess we'll see because I didn't I expect we'll to cry before. It was so strange. It was <laughs> so strange. I was reading it. I was just like in the moment. I was like, oh, that's nice. That's a little bit of extra. Why am I crying? <laughs> it was like so it was sudden, but not forceful crying. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. just reading it and all of a sudden my eyes were welling up with tears. It was crazy. Oh my God. Oh my God. So um I was so glad when you came because it meant I finally had a friend, a confidant, someone I could be merely Arthur to instead of the king. But bringing you here that way meant you always had to pretend. I did not. I hated the thought of you pretending to love me, pretending to be my wife in more than just name only. It felt like I was tricking you or taking advantage I only wanted you to want to be with me in that way if it was what you wanted. I am saying the word want too much. (laughs) Uh I rubbed his jaw blushing. I am sorry. I had this better in my head. I know it has hurt you, my caution. It is not about what I need. You did not choose to marry me. I want you. I need you to. It has to be your choice to love me, for us to love each other. You do not owe it to me. You do not have to choose me. We can continue like this forever, and I promise I will be happy to have you as my friend and companion to help me rule. I wanted to prove that to you. It was not always easy, but I do not expect anything more from you, and I will never ask it. And then he says, I am ready. I'm ready to be husband and wife if you want it. And I love... And I was crying! (laughs) Well, I love to... Her reaction to that, right, where she's like, man, if he had kissed me right then and there, I would have just said yes. And that he- was driving me. Fight. This, that moment is where I was like, Arthur, you fucking idiot. Yeah, you would have had her. You would have had Instantly. her. And not just that, but like she he won't stop interrupting her I when know. she's trying to say 100 percent. Let's start boning. Yeah. And he keeps interrupting her like, you just tell me on your timetable. And she's like about to speak. He's like, doesn't have to be now. And she keeps trying to make it now. And he's like, so I will check you later. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go leave you yet again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's just not getting it. But it's it's so beautiful. And yes. that's why I'm team Arthur. Because even though Mordred is very exciting and loves her in the way that like 
She wants to be loved in passion. Mm-hmm. Mordred also manipulates her, mm-hmm. d- like asks too much of her. Is like, yeah. you should come with me. I'm telling you what you should do. Well, and I'm like, telling he's you also... that like, when you don't do what I want, I think it's a mistake. Yeah. Well, and he's very, um, well, Arthur's like that too. In a different way. It, yeah. In more like, here's, here's how we need to proceed with like ruling the kingdom and in actions. And I don't think you should take this quest. And he is being like pigheaded about it. I do totally agree. But when it comes to Guinevere's love and who she's choosing to be with. Yeah. Arthur is a hundred percent consent and Mordred is seduction, which has its place. I'm saying I need a happy medium. Yeah. I also think um, he like Mordred is very um, like, I value this thing. And so everyone values it. And like, why don't you like, you know, because he's very about like freedom and magic. And like, I think because I'm really obsessed with like freedom, you know, like that's why it rings for me. And also I just, you know, in in books and shit, I always like that like troublesome bad boy, which is not good. And in real (laughs) life, I don't like troublesome bad boys. Um, but that's healthy as long as it as long as that's the case that's healthy well because when it's in real life usually troublesome bad boys in real life are like embarrassing they're Um, embarrassing and also they're not seducing they are in fact forcing yeah whereas like mordred mordred seduces but he's not like but he's still reading cues. Yeah, and he's con- he's not like non-con. He's not yeah. like it's not like that. He's not like forcing a violent kiss on her and she's like, "Wow." No, no, no. He's like uh he just kisses her. He doesn't ask for cons- consent, but like mm-hmm. she wants to kiss him back. Mhm. Well, and she's like, "I can't stop thinking about him." He's like he knows she wants him and he knows it and he's like reading yeah. the situation correctly. Yes. It's just that he is more of a take action kind of guy. Arthur is not romantically, but Arthur is a take action guy. Yeah. And the like knight ethos Mm -hmm. is that women are to be so highly respected and put on pedestals, which is the problem. She keeps asking to be taken down from the pedestal and he keeps not listening to her. Yeah. But it is that very like, no, I I am the height of gentlemanliness. Yeah, and I think he also kind of has that thing, thing where he's like, I think in his heart, he's like, I know that everybody loves me. So like her loving me, is she really loving me or is she just like everybody else? You know what I mean? So that's and kind of explains why he he's knows not. She was sent there. He knows that Merlin yeah. sent her there to both protect and be protected. I also And so think, he's doing that, but he's like, but I I can't get it out of my head that even though you're telling me you want this, that I feel like you're doing it out of a sense of duty and that feels like it's not actually fully consensual. Yes. Also, I do still keep in my mind that I th- I think that Merlin did kind of like imprint her with some kind of like loyalty, fealty, something to Arthur. And so, and I, and here's the other thing. I think Arthur still knows some more that he has not shared with Guinevere. 
I think that's also possible. And I think he, it's kind of contributing to like why he's been so, because like- He is way keeping her at arm's length. Yes. And like even him kind of being like, oh, I, you know, I really felt like a connection to you, but like I didn't know if you felt a connection to me explains it partway, right? Mm Because I'm like, okay, I could see that like you feel that, but why did you feel that, Arthur? Hmm? Is there a little secret <laughs> is secret there maybe you know? like a little extra piece that might indicate that this is not fully consensual? Like, I don't know, like a fucking wizard put a spell on me to love you? Yeah, because here's the other thing. We have reason to believe that that Merlin's not above that because he's mm-hmm. done exactly that. And worse. And worse. So, and it's so interesting. I guess maybe he doesn't know that Merlin was the wizard that, but I feel like everybody knows. I feel like everybody knows that Merlin was the wizard that transformed. No, I think he knows. Yeah. He knows? I think he knows. So then he's just okay with it? Oh, I think he's compartmentalizing? from him. Here's what I think might happen mm-hmm. in the third book. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, I'm praying, right, uh-huh. that we get a little more love square. I want a little, yes, and also some sexy times. I need some sexy times. I need mm-hmm. more than just like a dream kiss or a mm-hmm. chaste kiss. And I love a chaste, slow, warm, passionate sure. kiss. But there needs to be more sexy times. Yeah, there needs to be more. Oh, also, okay, we never said what ends up happening. So, oh, so he's like, I love he, Morgana. Okay. Oh, Keep I love going. Morgana. I love her ten so out of fucking ten much. Morgana. I was like, there needed to be more Morgana. I love her and I think there will be more of her because mm-hmm. honestly, after meeting her, I was like, oh, you cannot, you have no choice but to A, stand, mm-hmm. B, be on her side. Like she's correct. Mm-hmm. She's and correct. And you know she's telling the truth and Merlin was not. Because Merlin told not. everybody that Morgana, aka Morgan Le Fay, aka um, King Arthur's half-sister, um, Merlin said that Morgana was constantly trying to kill King Arthur. But the truth is she was trying to take custody of Arthur as a child so that Merlin couldn't manipulate him to live the life that Merlin thought he should be living. The same way that Merlin manipulated her mother into being raped. Yes. And so she just wanted to run off with him and raise him. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And Merlin's a fucking liar. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Merlin's a little bitch liar. And then so and from that moment, I was like, oh, Team Morgana, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Morgan Le Fay. I, oh, 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 oh. We also need to talk about another moment that my heart fucking broke. And it's the story of Lancelot. Yes. I was, oh, my God. I really, I was so interested in all the little stories yes. inserted. We got the, like, Rundown on Tristan Isold and Brangine. I don't know why I can't remember what we have decided to say. Brangian. Um, and I loved the Lancelot one and I loved the Morgana one. Yeah. So, sorry, so continue. At first it's hinted that because <laughs> uh, like all this scary stuff is happening and it's like pretty obviously like the Dark Queen, but um <laughs> Uh, Guinevere is like talking to Lancelot. She's like, mm, I think it's the Lady of the Lake. And Lancelot's like, 
doesn't seem like the Lady of the Lake. And she's like, what do you mean? How do you know the Lady of the Lake? And Lancelot's like, oh, is that a bird? And like <laughs> tries to distract. Whoa, cool bird. Yeah, cool bird. Um, And then we learn how Lancelot got to know the Lady of the Lake. And I feel like it's such a beautiful story that's just so emblematic of just like who Lancelot is as a person who is like constantly on the outside no matter what she does, mm-hmm. just desperately wants purpose, feels so strongly, and yet is constantly pushed aside mm-hmm. or overlooked. Um, even though she's the fucking best. She's the best fighter out of everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so she tells this story about how her mom died. And so she uh, was- And her father was killed by Uther Pendragon? Uther Pendragon. Yeah. And she- uh, f- falls off of a cliff, like one of the sides of Camelot, and she thinks she's gonna die, but the water catches her and brings her to this little sea cave. And um, there is like also like a fish and some fruit, and it's the Lady of the Lake. And the Lady of the Lake keeps giving her food and stuff and like um, little different pieces of armor from dead people. So that way, that's how she becomes the patchwork knight is that all of her armor is different pieces because that's what the Lady of the Lake brings her. And she's like talking with the Lady of the Lake uh, and like she'll go there whenever she needs to rest up and stuff. And the Lady of the Lake helps her learn how to climb. Like she she climbs up the side of Camelot and every time she falls, the Lady of the Lake catches her. And she eventually like learns how to do it without falling. And the Lady of the Lake basically like raises her and she's like, um, I think I have a purpose, and that is to to slay Uther Pendragon, to be the one to destroy him because he's so evil. And that's what all this is for. The Lady of the Lake chose me. She's, like, helping me. And so she's been training, she's been training, she's been training. Then one day she climbs up and goes into Camelot, and it's all kerfuffle. And they're like, Arthur pulled the sword from the stone, the sword, like the one that the Lady of the Lake that her sword and she's like what and the lady of the lake comes to her and is like it's not you like it was never you you're it's not you this is not your purpose and she's just like like everything that she huh she feels bereft yeah she's like everything i've lived for everything my entire thing is is i'm not measuring up it's not me and then she's like, okay, well, I have to kill Arthur. And then she, you know, hears about him more and like sees what he's done with Camelot and she meets him and she's like, oh, I, I want to be in his court because he is so good and like I, I should serve him. And then she meets Guinevere and she's like, oh, this is my purpose. Mm-hmm. She said you. you'll know it when you see it. Yes. And it is, it's seeing Guinevere. It's to protect Guinevere. And I'm glad that Guinevere realized what she was doing i mean i I want her to realize even more what she's doing as far as like because she does realize that she's using lancelot because she wants lancelot to protect her both emotionally like be there for her always and physically that she is hurting lancelot because she's keeping lancelot from living a full life Mm -hmm. Um, that's why i didn't like that she went back to her previous closeness she needed to figure something else out Lancelot she needed to have a conversation like we have to behave as though you are my normal knight 
I can't like just because you're the only one who can't leave me, it's not right to then let you make me your whole life. Well, yeah, it's like just because you would die for me doesn't mean I should ask you to. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and then that's the other thing. It kind of makes it a little complicated because there are moments when Guinevere's like, I love the scent of Lancelot. Um, she's like, uh, you know, when I first touched her hand, it just felt like home. Like we understand each other. Like nobody else understands each other. Like we're so, you know, so I know that Gwen, it's tough, especially tough for Guinevere because she also feels this connection to Lancelot. I gotta be honest. Hmm. I am not feeling their connection at all. I, well, to me, I am just mostly protective of Lancelot Mm -hmm. because I'm like, I I don't get the sense that that Guinevere feels anything more than a friendly love. To me, it's just it's just the lady doth protest too much because she's like, well, because I I can't ignore and I and I think it's you know I was noticing it in the first book when I reread it and then in here where she's like her scent is you know nothing calms me like the scent of Lancelot type thing and I was like, is that happening in this book? She mentions it uh, like twice in this book where not specifically that, but she's like um, when Lancelot like grabbed her, she like breathed in her like familiar uh, leather smell or something like that. And I was like, Guinevere, Guinevere, (laughs) that's something. Examine, examine. (laughs) But also like I was just like I was just kind of like looking for ways that Guinevere wasn't just stringing her along. You know what I mean? Like, because mm-hmm. it felt, I, just I don't didn't, think she would do that. I would, don't would feel like they have along. a rapport. I don't feel like they have any kind of rapport. All Lancelot is ever saying to her is, I must protect you. I must protect you. You are my purpose. You are my purpose. It's not like they like, I don't really see them talking and laughing. Yeah, they don't, they don't really. Um, And I'm wondering if, I w- I'm wondering if that's going to have to be something that Guinevere is going to have to really think about in the third book, right? Like, it's like, and I do you are, feel like, like it's building to that because, I mean, obviously we know the story of Camelot, which is that Guinevere and Lancelot, they fall in love and that leaves Arthur out and it's very tragic and Mordred um, turns the whole country against the two of them and they have to mm. flee. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure and, some kind of love story is building. I'm just not feeling any heat. Yeah, it's not. It's, and I'm wondering if, because there are also, there were also moments where I was like, Guinevere, this is like, you need to either be A, much more clear or B, not as mean. Because like there were times <laughs> yes. when like Lancelot's like, I love you. And she's like, and our friendship is so important to me. I was like, Guinevere. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, like you either need to be like, I don't feel that way about you, or you need to examine your feelings about how much you like her smell. Because like something, something needs, you need to just maybe take some time, maybe during your magic montage, you also think about that. Well, it's it's so hard because they all, she says she feels like Mordred sees all of her and I don't see that at all. Here's what I see happening. Arthur loves her as his queen, Guinevere. Mordred loves her as Guinevere the magic changeling. And Mm -hmm. Lancelot loves her as the connection to the Lady of the Lake. All of them are only loving a side of her. Mm -hmm. But Guinevere doesn't even know all of herself. And so that makes a lot of sense. But I'm like, what you do not need right now, Jenny, 
<laughs> is another not fully developed relationship where someone is in love with you. I know. I know. And I, 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 that's what she needs to love herself. She mm-hmm. needs to figure out like who she is, which like granted she is at a disadvantage, mm-hmm. right? But I, I believe in her. I think she'll be able to do it. I just think she might hurt some people along the way. And I think it might be Arthur, Mordred, and Lancelot that end up getting hurt. <laughs> I think it's very possible. Because also, like, I just really, like, there were moments where, like, you can tell that Lancelot's, like, deeply hurt. Like, th- I even remember um, specifically this one moment where uh, they're kind of talking about, like, like w- when Lancelot's like, um, you were, like, ghosting me. Why? And she explains it. And she, like, kind of in in not so many words is like, I just really don't want to ruin our friendship. <laughs> and Lancelot's like, okay, cool. And then, like, rides her horse ahead so that way Gwen... Jenny can't see her face. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, like, hello, Guinevere. Do you see like that you just really hurt somebody? But that's not an unfair thing to say. No, it's not. But she needs to. But if she, but she sees. Need, she can't keep making. She needs to be same. clear. Yes. Yes. She can't just keep like these death by a thousand cuts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm like. Shit, you know, it's just like, at if this you're not point, feeling I think, it, that's fair. And you can be honest with somebody about that, but you need to be fully honest. You need to be like, fully you honest. You need to be fully honest with Arthur about like wanting a passionate love, not just because you want to make an heir. Honestly, and that's the other thing too, is that Guinevere has even admitted in her narration, right? That she's like, you know, it just feels so great knowing that like Lancelot's gonna be there no matter what. And I'm like, mm-hmm. but 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 she's a person, mm-hmm. which thankfully, like, we really get to know her past, which is, like, I mean, oh, my God, if it continues, right? Like, just, like, so much of her life is, like, you know, good try, but you ain't it. it, is, it mm-hmm. It's going to keep going. And I'm just, like, so preemptively sad for what I think is going to happen with her, yes. with Guinevere, because it's going to be the same thing where she's, like, mm, you have sacrificed everything for me. But it's just not going to be it. And it's like, you're just not it for me. I hear <laughs> on the end of the book where she's like, I'm so sorry I kept you at a distance, Lancelot. Now that you're like literally the only one here for me, um, let's be cozy friends again. I'm just going to go ahead and undress while you sleep in a chair near my bed. Oh, my like, God. What is this? Okay. I was split into two ways. One, <laughs> I was like. I was like, you need to be clear with Lancelot. You're not being clear. This is not good. I know that you're, I know that you're only human or whatever, your magic, whatever. But you know, you you have all the fo- foibles that we do. Like, I love having my closest girlfriend as my knight. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't hurt that like I will get that's what it is. The way that and she even says, right? Where she's like, he put uh, uh, Arthur puts Camelot first. The way that he looks at Camelot, Lancelot looks at her. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, it's intoxicating, right? Like, like it's it makes you feel so much better when you feel like shit because your husband like won't fucking look at you. And you're like, but this person, you know? Yeah, but I have my friend who I know is in love with me. It's very it has I will said go I love take you many take times. From. <laughs> um Guinevere in this book is discovering that she is a taker. I think she is. And it, it's a hard, 
hard thing to learn. Oh, that's what the other part of me was. So half of me was thinking that, right? During that scene. And the other half of me was like, fanfic trope, only one bed. What's happening? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. It's cold in here. (laughs) Oh, that's the other part too, is like, there's so many parts in these books where she's like riding on the horse with Lancelot and she's like, oh my God, her really strong body is on me. And I'm like, Guinevere. (laughs) Do you or do you not? How? How do you feel? (laughs) We know that you're bi. And, and then she's it. like, no, it's okay. But then she's like, she's like, oh, I just keep thinking about Mordred. And I'm like, but like, I feel, I feel like it's really weird that you always That's- think about Mordred right when you're riding on a horse with Lancelot. <laughs> <laughs> like the timing's a little sus. I don't I, know. I disagree. Like, yes, but also no, because she's never not thinking about Mordred. She's never not thinking of Mordred. She's always thinking of Mordred. She's always thinking of Mordred. And I don't understand why it's not making sense to her that he can both have hurt her and love her. I know. I don't understand why that's not adding up. And I mean, I think she just needs to like maybe take a look in the mirror and be like, oh, I do that to everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hurt them and love them. I hurt them and love them. Oh, right. I don't like mm. it because it's reflecting myself back at me. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. But so right as like Arthur's like, I'm here for you, baby. I'm ready. Let's let's put the PMV together. And then he <laughs> and then he's like a message. My son lives. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's like, shit's going down. But I just want to make sure he has my answer first. <laughs> like, I know Morgana just came in and held like a like he gave me a truth serum and then held a knife to my throat. And I told her absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. So before we just like go off and search for uh, Morgana, I'm just going to go ahead and give him my answer. Who's that? <laughs> she gets like fucking cock blocked by this baby. Yeah. like who like doesn't exist? Question mark. Yeah. May or may not exist. Because, like the Saxons know that there was a child who died in childbirth and either it is still alive or they have tricked Arthur to think it's still alive so that he goes out on a quest to get his son with Excalibur with Excalibur so that meanwhile they can come in and kidnap Guinevere. So Guinevere's like, damn, the castle's going to be attacked. I better do a, a, a really strong, An not magic thing. protection spell. So she's like, Lancelot, come with me. Here's the secret passageway. I'm going to do the magic now. And Lancelot's like, okay, great. You did it, right? So let's go back to the castle. And she's like, mm I did it in between us. So you're inside it and I'm outside it. And both of us will die if we go through. So stay it's in there. It's not that both of us will die. It's that the spell will be broken and Camelot will be. Oh, right. Uh, uh, Lancelot will be harmed. And then she will break the spell if she goes through. Guinevere. No, either of them going through breaks the spell, which then leaves Camelot open to attack. Wait, That's but- the issue. But doesn't it hurt anybody that tries to go through it? I don't. Well, only if it's not them. Oh, I see. So then she does it. And then she's like, sorry. And then Lancelot's like, damn, you fooled me again. Your beautiful hair. <laughs> I have to go. She Your leaves. Your flying hair that you see on the cover of this book, which is yeah. fucking gorgeous. <laughs> Your cute little freckies. You, <laughs> ah, you tricked me. <laughs> so she leaves. And then who is here? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Who is the <laughs> Can I be? Is it she? He, is Mordred. And Mordred rolls up and he's like, bitch, what did you just do? 
And she's like, I did it, Mordred. <laughs> You're trying to get in. Every time. <laughs> every time. This is like cinnamon and gunpowder all over yes, again. Yes, yes, yes. She's like, I did it. I protected Camelot from the people that would come and take it. You're too late. <laughs> Mordred's like, you silly bitch. They're, They're not coming, coming for, for you. Camelot. They're coming for you. And she's like, oh. Interesting. And like, I do see how that would absolutely be the case. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, This does make some sense, but I still can't break the spell because I still have to protect Camelot. So I like sort of did the right thing, but also did not do the right thing. Oops, I'm I'm being foisted on a horse. And he's like, you have to trust me. And she's like, I do not. And he's like, well, okay, Okay. no choice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) like if she was like right right so while i was like (laughs) patrolling the perimeter of the kingdom looking for signs of magic she was actually playing politics with the saxons Mm. to convince them to come and uh kidnap me (laughs) interesting interesting i guess maybe that's what merlin meant by Mm -hmm. saying that i could protect camelot as a queen and not as a magic person Mm. Merlin is evil, but maybe I could have, like, considered the value of that statement. Maybe. (laughs) And then these, like, group of, like, Picts slash Saxons, they've, like, joined together. Oh, yeah. The Picts were quiet, not because they were peaceful, but because they were plotting. And they show up. And she's like, mm, you are 100% covered in mods, so you're probably working with the Dark Queen. <laughs> and then Mordred's like, shush. <laughs> and he's like, just follow it. And then he's like, ha I have the queen. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> and she's like, what will I do now? What a week. And the book's over. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> Freeze frame. Not on my birthday. <laughs> if it isn't one thing, it's another. When it rains, it pours. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last line of the book. When it rains, it pours. And it, it somehow it's communicated to us that it is delivered down the barrel. Like she is saying it direct to audience. Yes. It, it, says, it says, when it rains, it pours. She said to you. And you're like, what? <laughs> oh, I'm in this book. <laughs> And then it's a, and then there's you Twist. turn the page and then that's a shiny page yes. and it's reflecting it's you. <laughs> You're the monster in this book, <laughs> which I thought was like kind of a total shift for Christian. A little, but it worked somehow it worked. because I was very excited to find out I had been in the book <laughs> the whole time. The whole time. The whole time. So the whole time that we were like Callie and Lindsay are in Camelot. <laughs> that's why true. we were saying. <laughs> Yeah, we like, got to bring that back. We got to bring that back. We got to bring it back. It's it's uh, it's so funny to imagine that the book is like <laughs> the book is like <laughs> like um and then Guinevere turns to you. What do you say? And then there's like a blank <laughs> and you write it in. Turn to page 21 if you said this. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Um uh. that's very funny. That's very <laughs> A, like, choose your own adventure of a useless Mary Sue is so funny. We should write that. That's yes. so funny. Like, you real, you look down and you realize that you've had magic powers this whole time. Is it lightning? Turn to page 27. <laughs> Although, I, I really like 
the version where we're not the character. No, no, no. We're You're just, just friends like with the a character. friend. Like, do you tell Guinevere that she should look within her heart? Or do you think <laughs> she should set the village on fire, putting everyone in danger? And then, like, every once in a while, it's just, like, a really boring chapter of you, like, doing embroidery by yourself in the, <laughs> in the castle while they're off doing adventures. Oh, here comes Sir Percival. <laughs> do you stare at your embroidery even harder or do you get up and leave the room? <laughs> Turn to um, page 21. Everything's on page 21. Yeah. <laughs> it's a page 21 page is a fold it's out. <laughs> it's, it's big. It's a map. Um that's a really uh, funny idea. So um, that's the book. That's the book. That's how it uh, ends. Read it. We, you know, we love Kristen, uh, Kirsten White stuff. I keep wanting to call her Kristen. I have trouble with that name. It's, I mean, if, you, if you've known more Kristens than Kirstens. I have. Feels natural. I, I have. It's um, like I get really thrown off by the uh, axis of evil that is Andrea, Andrea, and Andrea. Oh, yes. Yes. I thought you were going to talk about Lindsay. Lindsay, have you seen that video? Oh, my God. I might just send it to you. It's very cruel for me to send it to you. Oh, no. Because it is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. Why are you sending it? Okay, wait. Because I want to hear. I think. Have you watched any, like, really deeply disturbing, disgusting videos recently? No. Why would I? Okay, 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 okay. I'm going to send it to you um, just because I want to hear your reaction. Um, but I think you're going to you're gonna see the headline and you're going to know. I'm just going to send it to you. Is, is this going to like transport me to the basement of the old Forever Dog studio? <laughs> it might. It might. It might. It is truly. I already watched it. And it's so horrifying. <laughs> It's so horrifying. I literally oh gagged. Oh my god. I was like oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so what we were talking about is and then the I video. Felt like I was literally choking on his tooth. No, I could feel the tooth in my mouth. I could, I could feel, feel it. it. And then I felt the... like the scratchy part of it, the part that yes, was yes, attached yes. hitting the, the, the back like... of my throat. First I felt it hitting my lip. Yes. And then, and like, it, and then it was like, as I was trying to spit it out, instead, I just swallowed it. Did he swallow it, you think? I, don't, I bet not. He probably just helped I it don't know there. what happened. Like, because who knows what the next moment was. Maybe he like <laughs> spit into his hand. Do you we tell to him check. to swallow the tooth? It's so a <laughs> turn to, to page, page 21. 21. Um, okay, <laughs> if you guys are wondering what we're talking about, it is a video of Representative Louis Gomert's tooth falling out during a press conference. I'm sorry if I mispronounced his name. It is I'm the most not. disgusting fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. He doesn't deserve it. It's, it is so foul. Okay. Well, so you have seen Louis it. Gilmer teeth. It falls out. I'm going to see if anybody like says what the fuck happens next. I, it seems like, yeah, I'm going to look on here. Let me see. Oh my God. I have to cover the fucking video. It's so, so awful. People were speculating because he had COVID that COVID, it was yeah. COVID related, but also he's like 67 and some people have terrible teeth. Well, and it was, it's Ugh. very obvious a, um, it's a, it's an implant. So it probably just like got loose or something, but also like, don't you notice your fucking tooth being that loose right before you're going to do a press conference? I don't know. I don't know. 
I, I'm looking. It doesn't say what he did, so he must have continued talking Stop. with it in his mouth. No, Why just no holding the tooth in his mouth. Did. I'm so sick. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm so sick. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, here's a longer video. No. Uh, okay. Uh, what's he doing? What's he doing? You have to tell Here's me. There's a bunch of assholes talking, a bunch of assholes talking, assholes, assholes talking, talking. Okay. <clears throat> Does it cut away from him? These motherfuckers. <laughs> this guy's, I have to say, this guy's voice is. Wait, you hear he him talking while his tooth falls out? Cast. He is, yeah, this is a Fox News video in the People article that I clicked on. I'm his so voice sick. is so perfect. Okay, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to see. Oh, no, it's just a. It's not a video of him talking. It just shows it falling out. You don't hear what he's saying. Right. Um, okay. You don't hear the kerplunk of his tooth hitting his other teeth. Oh, he's so perfectly cast. But I do I feel want so to add we, about Afghanistan. <laughs> is he saying the word Afghanistan as his tooth is falling oh, out? Oh, God. I saw it. I saw it happen. I saw it happen. It's just in his mouth. It's still in his mouth. It's still in his Ew, mouth. It's still in his mouth? It's still in his mouth. Oh my god! Uh, get a tissue or something. It went still like talking? under his tongue. Maybe no, he's storing it there. He's storing it for later. He's storing it like a chipmunk. I am so sick. I feel sick. Okay, I'm gonna. Is he still talking? Go back. I think I. Uh. 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 <laughs> or maybe that's just as those that don't know history. Maybe I didn't see it. Well, where'd it go? Seems like he's distracted. Wait, what? <laughs> I think he's distracted think he's because a he's like, my tooth's about to fall out. Um, wait, let me see if I can tell what it looked like. This is so funny that we've taken this turn. Oh, oh, I watched it again. I watched it again so I could see how obvious it was. Oh my God, it's sickening. It's fucking sickening. It's so <laughs> it's sick. sick. It's fucking it's vile. It's sick. It's vile. Okay. No, I, so, okay. Watching. Tooth, it's, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> It looks like he swallowed it. Oh my fucking god. Oh my fucking god. Oh my 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 god. He swallowed it. No. Okay. I'm going to share it with you at the moment it happens. No. Okay. Okay. Oh. Oh, I feel oh. so sick. I feel so sick. Okay, okay, okay. Send it, send it, send it. Wait. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm drenched in sweat. I okay, if you to- click on that, it should jump right to minute 814. Okay. Oh, oh, uh, uh. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Hold on. We're going to it. We're going to it. It's opening. Okay. It swallowed it. Oh my god. Where is it? I can't. This man swallowed his tooth. This man swallowed his tooth. Oh my god. During his Oh my god, and then he I just can't. Keeps I mean, look at this com- the comments. And here. now he's got no tooth. Oh. Oh, oh. oh god. Oh. Okay, hold on. Well, let's look at these comments here. I can't believe it's- this is how this episode is ending now. Oh. oh my god how are people not commenting 
Seriously, Ugh. the comments here are fucking literally rank. God bless you, gents of the Freedom Caucus. Defend America. Don't be afraid. It's worth it and it's your sacred duty. How come nobody's talking about this damn tooth? Nobody's talking I'm about he swallowed a tooth? Just tooth, 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 tooth. You're finding tooth? No, no, no. I'm commenting. We'll see what Okay, happens. I'm going to comment as I'm well. I'm commenting tooth, 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 tooth. <laughs> ugh, ugh. That was fucking sick. That was fucking it disgusting. Was sickening. It was so much Wait, worse. Wait, did you just comment tooth, so tooth, much- tooth? Yes. Okay, Go I commented like the tooth. This man ate his tooth and we all just watched it happen. <laughs> okay, I'm going to look for your comment. Okay. You look okay, for mine okay. and we'll both like each other so that they rise higher okay, in Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I can like my own comment too. Oh, wait, can't I That's do this? Funny. Newest first, newest yes. first. Tooth, 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 tooth. Okay, I like yours. I'm gonna like my own. And then I'm gonna comment on yours. Yes. So that it rises higher. Okay, I'm gonna... Oh, I unliked it. Wait, no, I like it. I'm gonna comment on yours. I'm gonna say tooth. I just said yes, tooth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, great. And we will okay, link great. to this video. <laughs> No, people are gonna fucking barf. Oh all my over god, the place. it's fucking vile. I can't believe it's that. Vile. I feel sick. I feel sick. Oh my god. Oh my god, that was insane. It's truly ha- that was I'm insane. Seriously, I feel I, like, like I'm I fighting just swallowed this man's tooth. I feel like I just swallowed no. this man's tooth. Yeah, we all swallowed this man's tooth. I <laughs> the fact that he just quickly was like. And then uh, let me just talk about how I don't think uh, he had any idea what had just happened until after he swallowed the tooth. Maybe he was like something weird. That's what that was. And then he's feeling the missing spot. Wait, what? Why would you you have a tooth that sticks out that much? Also, that's weird. Here's my here's my question. You lose your tooth just drops onto your tongue and it's that fucking big and you just swallow it like i would be like excuse me i'm sorry something foreign is in my mouth right now that was fucking vile i'm so sick okay well okay well thank you so much for listening (laughs) we hope you enjoyed this episode (laughs) (laughs) for more great content like this (laughs) (laughs) patreon.com slash teen creeps um yeah, we just have a lot more conversations where Kelly and I will just devolve into um, like gagging this. on the mic. Yeah. Um, yeah it's pretty yeah. much every minute episode. Yeah. 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 So thank you so much to all of our, our current Patreon subscribers. We really, really appreciate you guys. And a special thank you to our Patreon producers who give very generously at the $15 level. Thank you, Amanda Nangle. And Dwyer. Ashley Fritz. Brian Petty the second, Claire Moore, Courtney McPhail, Danielle Lamana, Danny, Emily Pooley, Gabriela Santiago, Gianna Fernandez, Grace Armstrong, Jeremy Cronk, Jessica Smith Harper, Jonathan Venable, Jordan Kolick, Karen Lewis, Kat Miller, Katie Lilly, Katie Olsner, Kelly Burns, Chris Dorina, Landry Desmond, Laura Hooper, Lonnie Martin, Luke Bartek, Mandalay Walschlager, Marcy Raquel Blackwell, Marco Pavlicich, Melody, Megan Lozier. Micah Eunice. Miguel Camacho. Miranda Hester. Molly Marks. Oscar Gallegos. Randy Klutz. Rashad Black. Rogue Kalahua. Sersha Descaro. Sarah. Sarah Jaggers. Sarah Nichelle. Sarah Wallen. Sasha Gibson. Sydney Bollinger. Tristan Buckner. Victoria Beck. Victoria Valdez. And Wendy Bartos. Thank you so, so, so very much, everyone. Um, 
our new person, Marcy. Okay, never mind. I was like, you said Marcy Raquel Blackwell, and that's the first time uh, we've had the privilege of reading her name Mm -hmm, on the episode. mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I went, wait, didn't I go to high school with her? No. Great. (laughs) (laughs) I did not. Um, I don't know why, but um, that was Marcy Pack I was thinking of. Mm, so anyway, Marcy Pac- Raquel Blackwell. Let me know if you're Raquel actually Blackwell. Marcy Pack for some reason. Well, that's how people anyway. are related. First name. Anyway. <laughs> um. Thank you so much, everybody. We really, really appreciate it. Uh. Uh. I. I don't. Oh, we. We can share our, our next book. We can. Um. Next up, we are reading Night World Book Seven Huntress by L. J. By L. J. Smith. Smith. So very excited for that. Very exciting. Um. <clears throat> we will. Chat with you guys later. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much for listening. We love you. Wear a mask and keep it creepy. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.